I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, episode 44, Money Basics with Nicole Freer. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. I am so glad that you are all here today because we get to listen to an amazing woman of the world. Her name is Nicole, and she just has some great insights to share with us. She's also going to tell us about the book she just wrote, which is going to be amazing. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited that you're here and we're all about the money. <laughs> so I'm yeah. excited to talk about that. But before we get into that, uh, you know, introduce yourself and tell a little bit to our listeners about how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so I started in financial planning back in college. So I majored in personal finance at Cal State Fullerton. I was two classes away from becoming a certified financial planner. So I interned while I was in college at a at Waddell and Reed, which is no longer here anymore. Uh, TD Ameritrade ended up buying it out, but I did get to work under great financial advisors there. And then from there, I went to Schwab. So I transferred with the girl that I was working with at Waddell and Reed to Schwab. And then from Schwab, I went over to JP Morgan, where I spent the last almost seven years there working underneath a top financial advisor. And so it's been about 10, 11 years in the, in the industry. Um, during that time, I got fully licensed. I got my life and health. I got my series seven, 66, got my certified financial planner designation, and also got my behavioral financial um, advisor designation as well, just recently. And then Launched my firm about three months ago called Eden Financial. And then also in the meantime, wrote my book, <laughs> Hazley's <laughs> Birthday Money, and that just came out April 4th. So then that brings us here today. Oh my gosh, so good. So you have been in the industry quite some time. So what is it that you do for your own firm currently? Yeah, so I help young families build a strong financial future. So Basically, when a young family comes in, I look at everything that they have. I look at their debt. If they have children, do we want to look at college planning? Do they have the right amount of life insurance, disability insurance? Because I'm sure you know this, but I don't know if anyone else knows this, mm -hmm. that one in four people become disabled. And if you are is social security enough for you to live on? Right. So we look at insurance. We also look at estate planning. Is someone going to, who's going to take care of your child? Are the documents in place? Do you own a home? Is it in the trust? So we just pretty much just look at everything. So full service financial planning. Um, I do investment management. So I also do um, manage people's money. So using the assets under management model. So yeah, so, that's what I so good. And that's so nice because I sometimes it's just so handy to go to one person and say, okay, help me with everything. <laughs> it's kind of like a one-stop shop of saying, okay, let's look at all of my financial planning and what I want to do with it and being able to give them all those services, which is wonderful. So I am curious though. I want to know more about your book and why you decided to to write the book that you did today. Yeah. So my journey is 
um, I did a Bible study called Bob Goff, um, called dream big. And I was with my small group. We were finishing up the six weeks. And one of the questions in there was in a year from now, what are you going to come back and tell your small group that you did? And at that time, I was really too scared to become a financial advisor. I didn't want to take the pay cut, um, you know, just launch my own business. So we were praying and then this inspiration came to mind and it was to write a children's book and I'll write it about money. And mm-hmm. it's just fun because mom read books to me. We love books. I get to read books to my daughters, my daughter, and I just haven't like found a good money book. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? Like I should write this and do it in rhyme. Rhyming is really hard. Usually you like, it is hard. So I had to like get an editor to help me edit, to make sure like everything sounded good. And yeah, reached out to, um, a publisher actually knowing her. So one of my friends from church wrote a book, did very well. And I looked to see who her publisher was and it was actually her. So she published her own book, started a publishing company, And so I'm like, hey, here's an idea that I have. She liked it and then helped me publish the book to where it is now. But like that process took a year and a half, like between editing, writing, going back and forth, even though it's like a small book and then the illustrations, who I wanted to illustrate it. So it was it was a process. Yeah, but what an accomplishment. And so tell us a little bit about what the book's about and kind of what is the message there that could, you know, be helpful for families. Yeah, so the book is basically about what to do with the money you're given for your birthday. Mm-hmm. So most a lot of kids receive money for their birthday, at least when I was younger, I received money for my birthday, but if you got cash or something, usually it was gone. Like for me, like I spent all my money. Like I didn't have a dollar saved. I didn't know how to save, didn't even know what a budget was or like how to spend it. So the book is about, so what to do with the money, but then also once you get it, what do you do with it? So the save, spend and give method. And one of the concepts in there, like at the end is I talk about the whole giving part. And like, if you don't actually, any money to give like you can give your time and that's mm. just as sufficient time is money so um yeah so that's just basically the concept and one other idea about saving is we talk we talk in there is um you know the investment side so it's kind of hard for a child to grasp a stock mm-hmm. so we wrote in there like invest in your brother's lemonade stand So for those listening out there, probably adults, like investing in a stock is only, is a part owner in a company basically. So to try to get that concept to a child, you know, think of like a lemonade stand, someone owns that business and you just invest in that. So, um, so yeah, that's what it is. Save, spend and give is, is basically the main point of the book. (laughs) Well, and that's so good because I think sometimes there's going to be some adults that maybe didn't get those money conversations while they were growing up. And is it just a great way to be like introducing that, but then Mm -hmm. also for kids too, when parents like, how do I introduce money Mm -hmm. to my kids? And this is a great segue for that 
you know, and at least can get the conversation started. And I'm curious for you, Nicole, like being in your industry for so many years, do you find it's harder for people to talk about money or to bring up kind of their, you know, for lack of a better term, like baggage that, you know, cause we, we can sometimes have some negative views about money. And so mm-hmm. are you finding that kind of with, you know, your financial business? Yeah. Especially when it comes to the kids. So a lot of parents don't really want to share what they have with their children. Oh, interesting. And it's like kind of a double-edged sword. So it's like, you don't tell them but God forbid something does happen, then the kids are just knocking out like, oh, wow, mom was actually really well off, yet it seemed like she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Or or the opposite, like n- wasn't good and we didn't even know. And I think that if we, if we can introduce our kids like what our budget looks like, I mean, mm-hmm. kids know, I think they can compare themselves like, oh, our family does better than than this other family, but like, let's just show the budget of the kids. Like, Hey, this is how much rent or a mortgage is. This is how much it costs to like feed all of you. So like when you go to the store with your child, they're not like, I want that toy. <laughs> You're like, that's, you know, not necessarily that's not in the budget, but like, that's not one of our goals right now. Like, wow. you know, like let's, you know, we're paying for you to go to school or, you know, we would rather you go to soccer, you know, and like kind of share like what the family values are and the goals that the family has and like introduce money to kids because like, you you know, like for me, because I didn't know how to budget, my grandma was like, Hey, save as much as you can until you're 16. And I will match whatever you save for a car. Well, the concept was like, I didn't understand it. Like, I'm like, I don't know how to save save a dollar if but if my grandma or mom would have sat down and said hey you're gonna get a hundred dollars for your birthday oh like here's like tell me what some of your goals are like what would you want to spend this money on because when you just kind of have cash and you're a kid it's like oh let me just go shopping and then it's gone you know and then you have nothing to show for (laughs) yeah and like um you know and like I think parents should be hands-on. So like if a kid does have money, like any parents that are listening, open up a brokerage account for them, UTMA, a 529 plan and, and show them like, Hey, this is where let's say a third of your money is going to go. So you take this hundred dollars, let's put 33, $34 into this investment and let's watch it. And like, so kids are, so parents hands-on. Cause I didn't have that either. It's like, Hey, I have money and I don't even know how to open up a brokerage account. But when you're under 18, you actually can't even do it yourself. You need a parent right. <laughs> or a guardian. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so important to introduce those concepts because then they can learn from that throughout their whole lives. Right. And I think, especially as kids, sometimes the repercussions of that can be a lot less difficult <laughs> when they're young. It's just like anything that we're learning how to do. So if there's showing or learning right now how to save, Mm -hmm. then they can see how that compounds over time. So when they're older, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, and I have this money now that I can live on. And just Mm -hmm. even introducing that concept of, yeah, you want to do some things now, but you also want to take care of future you later on and the power of saving 
and what that can do for them as well. Exactly. And I just think that having money gives you options. Money's a tool, just like a brick is a tool, you know, like a brick can build a building or, you know, block something off. And just like money is a tool, we can use it to build. And whether that's to build wealth, to give to somebody, to use it to educate ourselves, to, hey, maybe you can even buy a house when you turn 18 and go to college and have your roommates live in and pay the mortgage, you know, like, as you know, like money just gives you options in life. Absolutely. And I think sometimes that's just not widely taught, right? We take on the beliefs and the advice Mm -hmm. given to by those that really do care about us, right? Parents and leaders and teachers and friends and neighbors and all of that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we're just taking on the mindset of those around us that maybe they didn't have all of the things they wanted or the goals that they met with their money, right? So you kind of hear sometimes of concepts of like money doesn't grow on trees and save money for a rainy day kind of get passed down through the generations, which, you know, if that advice is serving you, beautiful. But Mm -hmm. sometimes we don't take a look at, is that advice helping me get towards my goals? And so do you find that when you meet with your clients, you kind of need to unravel and figure out what they really want and how they want to accomplish those goals? Yeah. So one question that I ask in particular is say that you're given, you don't know, like today's you're, you're diagnosed with a terminal illness. Mm. It's not going to be painful, but you don't know when your last day is, what are you going to do? And like, they, you know, start thinking about that. And, you, you know, just another question is, um, uh, what did you regret? Like today's your last day. What did you regret not doing? Mm. Who did you miss? Who did you miss seeing? What did you not do? And like, kind of get that conversation going and like, Mm. Hey, let's put that down as like a goal and, and let's do those things. Like people want to start businesses and like, they don't do it because they're too scared, but it's like, let's like fast forward. Like today's your last day. What are you doing? What does your day look like? (laughs) Yeah. And uh, you know, I was listening to a podcast recently on this and it's so interesting that it's when our timeframe is shorter, at least we look at it at a shorter timeframe. They were referring to, okay, if you had one year left to live Mm -hmm. and they would ask several questions. And I think that's so fascinating Then when we view life in a shorter time frame, we start to let little things go. We start to focus on things that are more important. We start to focus on what do we want to do and create and mm-hmm. stop putting that off till tomorrow or in the future. Exactly. So good. And so especially money can be a difficult concept to open up about and talk about. This is why we <laughs> do this. Totally. And we st- speak to amazing people like you because we want to open up that conversation. Mm-hmm. So what do you think can help individuals start to open up about that conversation and say, you know, I really need to find out more about money and what I can create with money. Yeah. So I think just op- like one, you could do like a quick Google search. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What do I do with this money or what do I do? And you could kind of find people like you to, to help you on that path. I know that there's like meetup groups and Eventbrite and there's workshops and there's tons of things going on out there. 
just being aware that there is free information that's readily available at your fingertips. Like, but also a word of caution is like, see what people's like background is and like professional designations, because there are a lot of people out there talking that may not necessarily have the background that like we have with, you know, we have the designations to speak on this. And there are people that are definitely very educated on the topic and they share, but just to be mindful of like the source. So um, with all the information that is out there. Yeah, exactly. And I just think it's so important with something like money. Money is, we've designated as value. (laughs) We can exchange Mm -hmm. money for goods and services. So it's a big part of our lives. And one thing that we will deal with all of our lives, no matter if we're younger or we're older to acquire things in our lives, to acquire experiences or services, it's just part of life. And so I think it's so important to, if it's something as important to help mm-hmm. us build the life we want, we, yeah, you want to make sure that those you reach out to, those you're taking advice from have your best interests at heart and also yeah. have the background and the knowledge to offer that to you. Um, I was speaking to another one of our amazing women of the world today, and she was talking about, you know, look for fiduciaries as well. Those that are looking for your best interest um, as part of their title as well. Yeah. So good. No, that's really good. (laughs) Absolutely. So I love this concept also too, of being able to keep finances simple. Cause I think sometimes people look at money as very complicated and, you know, how do I figure it all out? And especially with your book, I think it can condense it down to just very simple, understandable concepts. And when it's simplified, it seems like it's easier to understand. Do you find that in, in your own uh, practice as well? Yeah. I just think keeping things simple and, and taking baby steps because we like we could go through a whole financial plan from budgeting to estate planning all in one, but people will be become very overwhelmed. So taking things in like baby steps, like, Hey, you know what, this quarter let's work on the budget. If that's like where they need to start, let's work budget. Let's pay off these debts. You know, if that's, like I said, if that's where they need to start and then, okay, after that, let's move on to this or, even starting with like what's right now, like life insurance, you know, like, Hey, you have two kids and you have no life insurance. God forbid something would happen to you. Let's get that done right now. So, um, yeah, definitely keeping things simple, but then also prioritizing as well. Like, okay, let's start here first Mm -hmm. and talk about like one topic at a time. So it doesn't become overwhelming. Yeah. And I think that's so important to know that it doesn't have to be done all at once. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I think when we think about sometimes all of the many things we have to do, because just like you said, budget, then we got to think about plans for the future and insurance and estate planning. And all of a sudden everyone's like, nope, (laughs) I can't deal with all that. That's too much. And I love Mm -hmm. that you can say, hey, let's just focus on this one thing now. Mm -hmm. And then we once that is under our belt, so to speak, or if that one's, um, you know, in the process of we're taking care of, then we can focus on another one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so good. And that's good for, you know, you mentioned young families, especially with them being so busy with 
raising families, working and, and all the things that entails with that to take it Life. one at a time is going to make it, I think more of a, a step that's manageable and one that they can continue with, you know, throughout their life. Yeah, I agree with that. So good. So I'm curious, hon, if someone is looking and saying, okay, what do, where do I start? Where do I go? What advice and tips would you have for them to say, okay, I want to get started creating what I want to with my money? Yeah. So you could do it yourself. And like I said, you can like go online and you can search or you can find a financial advisor. Um, I, you could search through XY planning network. You could filter out the different types of people that are in there and, you know, what type of service you're looking for. Um, there's also NAPFA, uh, National Association of Personal Financial Advisors. You can also search there for a financial advisor also filter it out. There's the certified financial planning board. You can search for advisors there, filter out like service, just whatever it is that you're looking for. And, you know, some of these advisors, most of them are giving out like free consultation. So you can just reach out to somebody for 15, 30 minutes and say, Hey, like, here's my situation. Like, what do you recommend? And then, you could just get the conversation going, I think. Mm -hmm. And then just one other thought was the basics start with a budget because you don't have extra cash flow for the month or you're just like living paycheck to paycheck. Like we have to get that budget in order and yeah. let's try to get some cushion around so we can start saving for, for anything that you're looking to do vacation, um, you know, your kid's college, re retirement. I don't really like the word retirement. It's more of a <laughs> being able to have enough money that you could do what you want. Yeah. Retire to something else, basically. So, so uh, good. that's my thought is starting there with those, with those uh, websites. Do you have any places that you recommend people to? Well, I think that's really important for them to take to gain awareness of yeah. saying, okay, what do I want with money? What yeah. do I want to do? And then going out and looking for those resources and especially finding those that connect with you and what you want. Um, especially with my field and my line of work too, it's how do we think and feel and believe about money, right? Mm -hmm. Let's address that. So then we can start putting together the financials, meeting with those that know that give us the advice of where to invest. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious too, hun, just for our listeners out there, if they don't know, what is yeah. the definition of a financial advisor versus like a certified financial planner versus like a financial yeah. professional? So nowadays, I guess anyone could be a financial advisor. Mm. You can be just sell insurance and be considered a financial advisor. You can just sell investments and be considered a financial advisor. So a certified financial planner designation, a CFP, someone took like 10 classes all in tax, retirement, like just everything you could think of. And then they took a test. They studied for like 200 plus hours, took a test and became a certified financial planner. So that, that CFP designation is, is huge in our industry. It's highly respected. So, um, 
you can look for designations and then see what type of, you can Google like, okay, what does CFP mean even? Like people will put it after after their name. And like, most of us don't really know what that is. In in our field, we all call it the alphabet soup. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, just, you could Google those things. Like, um, I don't know, one other one is like a charter, charter financial planner. And like, there's, there's just different ones that you can like Google what each one means and maybe it will resonate with you. But yeah, just be careful, like getting someone's business card and they say that they're a financial advisor. You can go actually on a broke broker check.com. Um, I would just Google and make sure you click on the right, the right organization. And you can look, look up someone's credentials as well as probably in, in Utah, you can look up like insurance and make sure that they are, you know, have a real insurance license that they are allowed to sell. So you can look these things up um, to make sure that people are legitimate and they are who they say they are. Yeah. You know, because once again, you're entrusting them with your money and what you want to do with it. And I think that you brought up something else too, Nicole, that, you know, connect with them. A lot of them will give complimentary consultations take them up on those consultations. See if you guys are both a fit for each other. If you feel like they are listening to what you want to do, what you want to accomplish to get you to your goals and dreams. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're allowed to, (laughs) I love this term because I heard someone say it on a podcast, but you're allowed to choose which person you want to go with, which one is going to gel with you and which one is going to help you get to where you want to be. So, you know, It is going to take some time and some effort, but then go reach out, go meet with them, see who is going to work best for you. Because when it comes to especially investing and long-term money decisions, you're going to be with that advisor or professional or planner for a very long time. So you want to pick one that's going to work best for you. Yeah, definitely. And each person could ask like good questions, like Mm -hmm. what's your investment philosophy? Like, what are your, what what do you put people in? Like, what does that look like? Um, do you help people with budgeting? You know, maybe it's a yes or no answer. Um, I don't know. What are your fees? That's a big thing. Yeah. Questions that you can ask financial advisors, financial professionals, and kind of get a glimpse into what it costs and what's complimentary. Like how often are you going to call me or text me or how often am I going to get my statement? You know, like, are you going to educate me? Is it going to be quick? Like, you know, yeah. So totally to your point, work with somebody that you feel is right for you and working within your goals. Absolutely. And, you know, and then you're going to find someone that's going to meet your desired need (laughs) and help you move forward because you might be someone that says, yeah, I want to have something that is pretty quick. I don't want to go super in depth to, for my goals. And someone might be like, I need a lot of advice and I need a lot of reassurance and I need to find something, someone that is willing to, to provide that to me. So it's so good. Thank you. Yeah. So good, hon. So our time is actually wrapping up to a close. It goes by so fast, It does. (laughs) (laughs) but I do want you to tell all my listeners here of how they can reach you. If they're like, Hey, I want to work with Nicole. I want to find out more about her and her book. Uh, Where can they go to work with you? Yeah. So my website is edenfinancial.co. So Eden financial is, like the garden of Eden. So edenfinancial.co, just C-O, the dot com 
taken. So <laughs> not to get that confused. You can also follow me on social media at Nicole Freer. So it's N-Y-C-O-L-E and then free with the R at the end. Um, yeah. And you can schedule a free consultation with me for my website. You can reach out to me on social. And um, so, yeah, I would love to anyone who's listening that's that's interested in learning more. I would love to connect with you. Oh, and then my book is on it's on Amazon and it's also on other online bookstores, but um, mainly, mainly Amazon is where we're, we're focusing our attention. So good. And remind me the, and remind our listeners, the name of the book. So if they're like, Hey, I want to go check that out. Yeah. Hazley's birthday money. So like Paisley with an H. So Hazley's birthday money. <laughs> so good. I love that. And that's going to be so good. So go check that out. And Nicole, thank you so much for thank being you. with us today. We're so glad to have you. And I just hope that, um, you know, our listeners just find so much value out of what you said today and being able to connect with you later on. So um, thank you so much. You. And we love to have you back on the program. Oh, thanks, Amber. You are already working hard for your money. Imagine your money working hard for you. Imagine the freedom you'll have from not worrying constantly about your finances, enjoying the decisions you make with your money, and finally taking control of where your money goes instead of wondering where it went at the end of every month. I know this is possible for you, and I wanna help you make that happen. Head on over to amberpetersoncoaching.net forward slash courses where we will work together to help you create a life that you love with your money also if you're finding this podcast to be helpful please subscribe that way you will never miss an episode to help you create confidence with your money have a beautiful week